your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we've got a fun episode for you today. The NHL hockey season is just around the corner. Blues training camp started today. But before we talk about that in segment two, we're going to talk about Robert Thomas finally putting pen to paper, signing the exact same contract as his buddy Jordan Cairo. So we're going to start off with that. Like I said, we're going to talk about training camp. The Blues are apparently going to be uh, using a new defensive scheme this season. So we're going to talk about that as well. And we're going to finish today's episode by talking about none other than Vladimir Tarasenko and his first day back with the St. Louis Blues after a trade request and kind of a shaky offseason, uh, what our takeaways are for that. So without further ado, Josh, Robert Thomas, friend of the pod, put pen to paper and signed with the St. Louis Blues. $5.6 million over two years. That's a 2.8 million dollar average annual value and it's the same exact contract that Jordan Cairo signed he said he wanted to get a similar contract as Jordan Cairo how about identical what are your takeaways uh from locking up Therm for the St. Louis Blues for two years first of all it was I just want to say it was very very inconsiderate of Robert Thomas to sign that contract 30 minutes after we finished recording um two days ago um, Next time I'll reach out to him, we'll collaborate. Yeah, he's way. just, he better not let that happen again. It was just, <laughs> it was just very rude. Um, no, but all jokes aside, uh, huge relief to see pen to paper there. Um, kind of felt like that last nagging thing from the off season, you know, wanted to get into, into full season mode. Um, but, you know, unable to with that contract yet to be signed. So nice to have that being able to transition into training camp. Um, after that, and obviously Robert Thomas is a guy that I have incredibly high hopes for in terms of his future with this team. So I, I'm expecting this to definitely not be the last contract he signs with the St. Louis Blues. No, not by a long shot. In the last episode, we talked about how I think he's got every makings of being a top six player in this league, especially for the St. Louis Blues. Like we talk about time and time again on this podcast, uh, kind of the core uh, for the St. Louis Blues is aging, and you've got guys like Jordan Cairo. Uh, Robert Thomas, Scott Prunovich now kind of stepping up, Jake Neighbors probably in that conversation as well. Uh, and the Blues front office is essentially looking to these players to be the next wave uh, and be that next core. And I think that kind of revolves around a guy like Robert Thomas, who maybe he's not going to go out and lead your team in goals, but that's never really been a leadership mentality for any of the St. Louis Blues. And our uh, our uh, captain right now isn't going to lead us in goals either. But what he does do uh, is works in every zone. I mean, he might. He almost, he, he almost he could. Goals last year. He could. He could. But that doesn't automatically mean he's got the leadership qualities. But I think Robert Thomas is kind of the catalyst of any line that you put him on. And it's not because he's going to go out there and beat everybody on the ice, right? It's because he's going to go out there, uh, make it look easy, find guys with eyes in the back of his head and make these passes that are just out of this world. I think he elevates the play of everybody on his line. And for that reason, I think he's going to be one of the staples of this team moving forward. So like you said, uh, it's important to uh, not only get him locked up and signed, uh, but make sure that it's on good terms. And I think the blues did that by giving him a similar contract to Jordan Cairo. He was on that, um, that line with uh, uh, sad and Tarasenko at training camp today, right? 
He was skating yeah, around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was nice to see. Um, that could be a deadly line this year. Oh it man, could. imagine. That could. Imagine. I think Ryan O'Reilly came out and said that Brandon Saad reminded him of a Swiss Army knife as well. So sounds like uh, I feel like the Blues. It does. It does. And I think that's kind of one of the the things that we've seen with the Blues over the years is they usually like having a line that consists of a playmaker and then kind of like a two-way guy, maybe like a physical specimen like Braden Shen almost, uh, and then just an absolute sniper who's going to score you a ton of goals. And I think that line we just talked about, Brandon Saad, Robert Thomas, and Tarasenko, uh, that lines up perfectly with what they've done over the last couple of years. So we could very well see that uh, come regular season. Oh man, that would be, that would be exciting. Um, I, I think, you know, we talked about it a lot last season, the, the hybrid approach that the blues were going to take. I think I said it um, on the cross check show uh, earlier this week, but I think, you know, looking back on the season, it, it, we can kind of stop saying, Oh, they were going for a hybrid uh, offense and more to say, they didn't really know what they were going for on offense. You know, one game, they looked like they were going for skill and speed. The next game, the, they look like they're going for physicality. Um, and I think that had to definitely do with the the lines sort of rotating. And there wasn't really a, a stretch where we had consistent lines um, throughout a lot of that season. Um, and I think it's because of like what you said, they weren't able to um, make those, those lines the way that they like to with the playmaker, um, grinder, sniper combination. But it really feels like they emphasized on that in this offseason, being able to have a lot of versatility with the way that they make the, the lineup and, like we were talking about, they they are planning on uh, changing up the scheme a little bit as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing a, a more consistent uh, play style out of the Blues this season. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to talk about that scheme change that uh, was kind of talked about in passing on my Twitter thread today. But before we talk about that, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because they're back and better than ever with the new NFL season. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. So as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use that promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, NHL, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. At Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and make sure you use our promo code Locked On. So while you're there, you got your phone out, you're scouring the internet, surfing, maybe looking for a Lou Korak tweet. Uh, check out our friends over at DirecTV Stream because they have one device that lets you catch the game live. They've got everything all encapsulated in one spot. Now, you usually sit at home, you've got 17 remotes. Uh, you're trying to watch one game live, another one to stream your favorite TV show, watch sport highlights on your phone. It can be chaos. With DirecTV, like I said, they bring it all to one device. They bring it live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so that you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and TV shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part is there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together 
with DirectTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Josh. So I believe it was either a Luke Korak tweet or a Jeremy Rutherford tweet. Uh, They were interviewing Craig Berube, I think after practice, and they said one of the things that they were focusing on uh, making adjustments from last season to this season it was there is there that that their defensive scheme was going to make a more conscious effort to clear the area in front of the goal Josh I don't know about you but um does that sound familiar to you at all (laughs) uh it 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 does a little bit I I believe I watched the Blues do that pretty consistently uh when they had a some decent success in the playoffs just playoffs just a few years ago um so that I was also thinking of our podcast as well as um 99 of twitter screaming mm. that into the sky oh, well, last that season that too when they were getting scored on left and right on little put back goals and um backdoor feeds so yeah i mean i think we've seen it in the past obviously it's common knowledge that whenever you make life for your goalie easier you're gonna have more success um forcing pucks to the outside uh not allowing the opponent to have any high danger or many high danger scoring opportunities and I think that that's what the Blues thrived on in that that cup run. Um, it's the reason why Bennington looked as good as he did. Uh, not to take away from him, obviously he's a spectacular goaltender, but he was able to gain that confidence through um, being able to make some easy saves. And then when, once he was challenged, he was pretty locked in uh, and able to to really focus in on make those tough saves. But definitely last season, just the lack of control the Blues had in front of their own net felt like uh, it, they never really gave our goalies time to settle into the game. You know, it was. I mean, how many times we see Billy Huso give up a, an opening goal on a play exactly like we're talking about where the front of the net just didn't get cleared out. He was screened on the first shot of the night. Um, and rather than being able to make a nice, easy save, he's got a puck flying in from the point, 15 bodies in front of him and he can't see. Uh, so it has a huge impact. Um, and we saw it in, in the, the cup run. And I hope that we'll be able to see similar success this season because our goalies deserve it. Uh, the team as a whole deserves it. It's, it's how they play their best hockey. Uh, so I'm glad to see that that change is something that Bruby and the team is focusing on. I'm looking at the lines here from Lou. So they split it up in two groups, obviously, for training camp today. A couple a couple things kind of jump out of the page at me right away. First group, first line of the day, first skates on the ice. Clem Costin, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jordan Cairo. Now, obviously, I, I think if you're... If you're buying into that and saying, "Oh, this is this is going to be their lines for the first, first game of the season," that's no, I, I'm not really sure about that. But what I do think is, when you're putting a young guy on a line with Ryan O'Reilly, two young guys on the same line as Ryan O'Reilly, what you're saying is, here's an opportunity to play with our best player. Let's just call it what it is, our captain. Show me what you've got. This is the best the best pairing of a player you could possibly ask for. Let me see what you're capable of. So for that to be the first line right off the jump, I think speaks dividends to what Craig Berube, uh, kind of his expectations for not only Jordan Cairo to continue his success and uh, continue to uh, progress as a hockey player, but also Clem Cost, and he wants to see where he's at um, and if all the hype is there as well. Another thing that kind of jumped out at me in the second group is Jake Neighbors is on the second line. So oh. we go we'll go through the we'll go through the pairings and stuff. Torpachenko is on the fourth line. A lot of prospects were on the fourth line uh and pretty low in 
like where the lines are at and stuff. So neighbors being on the second line, I think is pretty telling of uh, what the blues think of him. Scott Prunovich in, in the second group, Josh mm. is on the first pairing with Justin As Falk he should be on the left side. So I think that kind of tells you too, maybe, maybe it's too early to read into it, but I think them putting him on his left side makes him makes me think that they want him on left-handed D, even though he played right side in college. Um, Putting Perunovic over Scandella right off the jump. I mean, that's pretty telling right there. Another part of it, to go back to the whole Ryan O'Reilly thing, um, one thing we talk about a lot is uh, players' abilities when it comes to their ability to make their line mates better. Uh, and I don't think there's a better player on the Blues, and I don't think there's many better players in the league at making their line mates better than Ryan O'Reilly. Um, so obviously, even if that isn't the the opening night first line somehow if they don't end up with Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, Clem Costin, which I don't see how that won't be our first line. But no, jokes aside, um, when that if and when that doesn't end up being our first line, just the fact that they're getting these reps with a guy like Ryan O'Reilly is probably doing wonders for their development and their confidence early season, knowing that the team has enough trust in them to put them with their captain and having a guy like Ryan O'Reilly to be able to walk them through, like if they go on a on a odd man rush or a breakout and it goes slightly wrong, Ryan O'Reilly can step in there and say, hey, you know, next time do this a little bit better because, like I said, he makes his linemates so much better um, and, and it'll do wonders for gearing them up for the start of this season, even if they're on the first line, second line, fourth line, whatever it may be. And so some other updates from practice in terms of the injury front. Uh, Colton Pareko, Luke Korak reported that Colton Pareko said there are no limitations as far as he goes no issues with the back all systems are a go uh vladimir tarasenko said he's in the same boat feels 100 percent. can't wait to get started uh will give 100 percent to the team he's not going to be a distraction all the things you wanted to hear from tarasenko uh we heard at this practice as well but oscar sunquist not to open up that can of worms but he's not going to go we'll out there and be it. like be like ah i'm planning on causing a big stir right exactly uh, so, but i mean he, he definitely could have said some choice words where i would have been like what? Yeah, you know I guess. I'm, so. I'm still not sold. I, I until like two weeks into the regular season and watching him play, I'm, I'm still not going to be sold. Of oh, okay, maybe this relationship That's isn't tarnished. Actions speak louder than words, right? Very much so. Exactly. Uh, Oscar Sundquist in the second group uh, did not compete in the battle drills, and Craig Berube, uh, Jim Thomas tweeted out that uh, I feel like a lot of people were nervous when Oscar Sundquist left the ice. Obviously coming off a big surgery like that i would be too uh craig ruby said it's purely precautionary they don't want him uh getting into the nitty-gritty stuff battles yet which makes a whole lot of sense if he's starting the season on the long-term injured reserve so that kind of sums up that whole situation but dude i'm excited for these prospects especially now like the more i look at perunovich on a first line pairing with justin falk like he's gonna be so good dude he's gonna be so good stupid excited for this i'm putting all my i'm putting all my eggs in the perunovich basket this season i I think it's it's our it's our dude it's our turn to have a breakout young player in the central division abs and wild have had theirs i might put all my eggs in robert thomas i think i think robert thomas as good as he was the first season i still don't think he's shown us what he's fully capable of especially last like i don't even count last season because it's just he was injury ridden and he i don't think he was playing the style of hockey that he likes to i think yeah, the first season he was with us was a lot closer to what we can expect from him, but I think we can expect a lot more, and I think he's going to show us a lot more this season when he gets into uh, 
a little friendly competition with his buddy Jordan Cairo on who has the better season. They're just going to make each Ooh. other better. Uh, they're going to feed off of each other, and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Absolutely. Um, right around the corner, creeping up on us. Absolutely. But it's going to be a really fun season. Bit of a transition year, um, but I'm excited to see it without a doubt. And speaking of transition, uh, if you're in the market for new transmissions, you got to check out our friends over at rockauto.com because this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? I still can't get over that transition. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership because Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and Rock Auto prices are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, the one who's back on the St. Louis Blues when we thought that he wouldn't be, Vladimir Tarasenko, so don't go anywhere. All right, Josh, so... Like I said earlier, a couple of reports came out. Obviously, I'm sure Vladimir Tarasenko was the hot commodity uh, when the media got a hold of people to talk to. But it sounds like, like I said, he said everything that you would expect from him. He's going to give 110% to this team. Uh, kind of what happened in the offseason is going to be left in the offseason. He's going to move on. He's going to play hockey. Uh, and he's going to contribute to Stanley Cup contender. So uh, do you think that Vladimir Tarasenko will be a distraction even though he says that he won't be? Do you think he's going to give it 110% when he says he will, even though at times in the past it looks like he hasn't? What is your takeaway from training camp day one with Vladimir Tarasenko back on the team? You got to bring this up at the 20-minute the mark of the episode. No, but um, I think he's going to give 110%. Um, I think he's a professional um, and I also think he knows the, the, the boat that he's in. I think there's no reason for him not to give 110%, um, in terms of the whole, here's not another being... question. Sorry, Ooh, not to cut you off, no, but here's good. another question. Will he give more effort now that the trade request is known and teams are looking at him to kind of raise his stock value as opposed to years in the past where you could tell that he just kind of felt dejected, uh, wasn't happy with the doctors, whatever it might be. It didn't seem at times like he was going 110% full tilt on the ice. Will he give more effort now so that he can get out of St. Louis? Oh, that would, that would make me very upset. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Um, that's obviously something we're going to have to wait and see. I think it might be in his best interest if he's still that into the trade. Um, then it would absolutely be in his best interest to do that. Um, but in terms of him not being a distraction, I don't buy that. I don't think he's going to be in there like making a making a fuss. Um, but the fact of the matter is, this is a story that has got a lot of media attention over the off season. Um, and you know these these guys, these other players, they're not like sheltered. They they know what goes on. So it's going to be in the back of at least one person's mind. Um, I'm assuming it'll be in the back of a lot of people's minds. Um, 
you know, obviously they probably have their relationships with him. They probably want him to stay this and that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's definitely something that's going to be on the mind of a few players, probably the coaches, probably Vladimir Tarasenko himself. So I don't know. We're going to have to see how the season plays out. Um, and again, we don't know how the media represented it versus what actually went on behind the scenes, and we're never going to know. So maybe there's no distraction whatsoever, and it, this whole story was blown out of proportion. But my 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 expectation is that the Blues won't really be able to truly determine their identity this season until Vladimir Tarasenko either completely settles in or gets moved. Speaking of Vladimir Tarasenko getting moved, here's a hypothetical question for you, okay? Mm-hmm. In your opinion, does Vladimir Tarasenko make it to the trade deadline as a member of the St. Louis Blues? To the trade deadline or after the trade deadline? To the trade deadline. <sighs> you think he gets traded at the trade deadline? Or before Man, or after? I don't know. Man, that's so tough. I think like, I think it's got to be before. I agree. I would agree. Because here's here's my here's my thinking here. When you've got okay, so you brought James Neal into the fold, right? For a leak. If if those guys are going to be replacing maybe like one guy or or two guys, their role, and they're planning on trading somebody else, by all means, like Vladimir Tarasenko could stay. But I think the talk this offseason has been so much around the Blues needing the $7.5 million of cap space, and that's why Doug Armstrong didn't want to retain any of it, right? It's because the Blues need cap space, and they're kind of suffocating right now. So I, in my opinion... If the Blues do struggle and they're looking to add pieces at the trade deadline and Tarasenko's there kind of handcuffing them again, I, I don't know. I, I think to get Oscar Sundquist back too, you have to take that in, into consideration. So maybe James Neal and Furley don't make the team. Maybe they do. And if they do, then who's going to get moved? Sanford maybe, possibly. But there are there's there's so many questions involving the cap that – Tarasenko could solve just by like losing his 7.5 mil off the books that I think and like Zach Sanford is a good hockey player defensively but like he has his ups and downs obviously and he's streaky so if you're banking on trading a guy like him as opposed to banking on trading a guy like Tarasenko who's gonna have an opportunity to prove himself and his value uh in a role with St. Louis Blues team that's only going to make him look better because they got better in the off season. I don't. For me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for him to last that long in the season. He very well could, but in my opinion, and because of the team identity thing, I think I'm with you that Vladimir Tarasenko is not going to go out there and like pout and do the Pierre Luc Dubois and like skate in three circles and then hop back on the bench. Like that's not Vladimir Tarasenko. But I think at the end of the day, every member of the St. Louis Blues know that he requested a trade this off season and whether or not that's being talked about every single game. Uh, it's still being thought about by some players. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a rocky start to the season in that sense. Um, but I'm looking forward to covering it here on the lockdown blues podcast and live on YouTube. So live on YouTube. Yeah. But I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the locked on blues podcast. Make sure you wish Josh a happy birthday. Cause it was yesterday. Big man. Appreciate you. Old guy. It's getting old oh, on me. God. Um, But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube because we are here now and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.